Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas, even though I'm not dressed up for it. Yeah, it's okay. I I, uh, I sprung this on Jim. I Damn didn't. It, I didn't think much about it beforehand. Um, I just kind of did it. But that's what I am. I'm a thoughtful kind of guy. Yeah, my Christmas shirt showed off my titties too much. So I probably wouldn't have done it anyway. <laughs> but, Jim, I thought your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Look, Brian, you can get your milk for Santa from somewhere else, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so by the time this comes out, Christmas is in two days. So I hope all of you uh, got all of your shopping done, if not most of it. It's kind of uh, not the best time to be going out and needing to go last minute sure uh store hunting but either way get the I coof also... for deals it's so don't important, be Jim. a bitch get the coof <laughs> um oh, but yeah no i, I do want to give and jim has a blower issue <laughs> god damn it i forgot two weeks in a fucking row it went off earlier actually like, this is the third week in a row jim oh, it might be the third week in a row speaking of weeks in a row i do want to give a shout out to jim and trav truly i listened to the episode i loved it i'm sorry i couldn't be there i had a sore throat and i wasn't feeling very good um but no it was a great episode i can't wait to actually talk to trav myself uh especially listening to some of the stuff that was not in the episode sounds like me and him you spreadsheet very similar yeah i was sitting we, uh, there doing this and i was just like this is this is a perfect guy for brian to talk to of course he's not here yeah of course but now he uh, he's a great guest, and if you haven't already, make sure to check out last podcast and all the links to all of Trav's stuff. Yep, so once check again, out all the Polykill stuff. Definitely a great dude. Uh, so, Jim, on this uh, festive Wednesday, even though it's Monday right now, uh, are you – oh, wait a second. Did I see the bottle cap for what I think? Oh, Jim, you are might. we beer brothers? We're beer brothers, because what else? It's Christmas. It's Mad Elf season. So I'm saving the mad elf, my mad elf for the second half. Um, starting with the Shiner Holiday Cheer. Have you tried this one? Uh, is that what I had? No, that is one I had last week. Um, no, I don't think I've had that. So we've, I think we've talked about Shiner a few times on here. We they have. always have some of the more crazy, powerful, flavorful beers. I'm not necessarily going to say they're all great or good. Um, but this one, um, it's an owl brewed with peaches and pecans and natural flavor and caramel color. No, no other writing really on it, but my God, if you got a sweet tooth, this thing straight up tastes like a pecan pie that has peaches on top of it. It's pure sugar. It's like, it's very light. You can see it's pretty, it's actually really clear. It's just a darker beer, but my God. You can smell the sugar coming off. It actually almost has a taste like peach rings with pecans. Like, I that's I don't know how else to describe it. But I think a one can is going to be a bit much. It's going to sit heavy, but it tastes damn delicious. Right, fuck your stomach and your ass. <laughs> Jim, we don't all have the butt issues you do. I had me an issue on, on this past Saturday. <clears throat> oh, boy. Oh, Jim, before we move on. Make sure you give yourself a couple lashings for taking the Lord's name in vain so often. I don't know what the hell's going on with that page. Because, okay, so people who follow us on Twitter, you saw me post, and, like, I wasn't being serious about it. I thought it was funny because the guy was like, you say goddamn too much. Stop taking the Lord's name in vain. So I was like, all right, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Throw it up there. And then today, I look. <laughs> I saw that. Same video. 
six-year-old, what do you call it? Gosh darn and bases loaded one to four. Yes, I have a little spree where I say goddamn a lot during it. Someone else goes, stop saying the GD so much. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did, like, some Christian following subreddit find our video? And be like, <laughs> I, I, I thought the same thing. Like, I was like, I thought maybe someone was commenting that, like, saw that first one and was making a joke of it. But that would be too much of a coincidence. I don't know. Like, you and I have gone through these spurts where I know... There was earlier ones you and I, I feel like you and I cursed a lot more at the beginning. Oh, yes, we did. We, we've come um, down the world. We also, we didn't, we never, ever, number one, we never script. And number two, we never did that on purpose. That was more like how we actually talk. Yeah. Um, but as Jim just said, I don't know if you call it maturing or growing up. We, we still curse plenty. But I, it's funny. Like, that's not something I consciously think of. And I've never thought of you as so, someone who says, God damn, too much. Like, so when he said that, I listened to it. I was like, okay, I guess you do say it. But, like, I didn't, I still didn't think it was, like, a ton. But it's funny now because now that's going to be the hot thing. Uh, I guess it's better than your Kevin Spacey comment. <laughs> Comments I've never lived down. I mean, Jim, you probably have a lot of those if we really went through that. That is true, but Kevin Spacey's the most, that's the easiest one to uh, to point out by far. Well, it was so glaring because you can't go wrong with Kevin Spacey in your game. It was and right here, at the time. The man is a vocal talent. Uh, yeah, here's the deal. So he groomed some teenagers. <laughs> Who doesn't in Hollywood? There's a link below for that video, and I'll even put the timestamp of when Jim says it. It's one of the most poorly aged, because did the stuff come out with him, what, a year after that, or was it two it years? It was like two years. Okay. But yeah, it's just funny, because you were so emphatic about, like, he he can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I thought that was really funny, and now I it's something that I like am going to actively listen for when I hear you do your videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I just don't. I was just like, what, what, what's going on here? I mean, I saw a random spike in our views over like the past two days. So I was like, oh, maybe, maybe some Christians found it. Good, keep coming. <laughs> I'll bring all the goddamn's I need. For fame. I don't care. So, Jim, um, so we're both drinking Mad Elf. We've probably talked our heads off about it, yeah. but uh, you know, I know you and I. When it comes to things we've been playing, we were able to stream um, since the last time we talked at least twice. The golfing with friends. So I think we both agree. It's really fun. Surprisingly um, fun game. Buggy, but very fun. Definitely buggy. Uh, I found after the first like two levels, the curve, the difficulty curve on the courses Bow! was just great. Like, and I thought maybe it was like just random, but it seems like as we kept playing, they just kept getting crazier and crazier. Anything with those like space warps were just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. No, but it is a fun game, and if you have Xbox Game Pass and you like golf and you and your buddies want to join in together, like, I guess it could be fun with randos too, but really, playing with your buddy, I think that's the way to go with that one. Yeah, it's almost like Among Us-y, just with more gameplay to it, actually. Yeah. Where, yeah. Well, actually, it's not like Among Us at all, but it is fun to shit talk with your friends during it. So I do go. know what you, I know what you were trying to get at, but I was just going to let you run with it. No, 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 I realized, I was like, ah, that's a terrible comparison. <laughs> so what else uh have you been able to play anything else though yeah i've been playing a few things um so i've been trying to play crash uh team racing nitro fueled the new one 
and it is goddamn hard because <laughs> in adventure mode you can't move on pet like everything's grouped into like four races and then you go against a boss but to get mm. to that point you have to get first place in every single race and this game does not fuck around. You have to learn how to do the boosting, the drift boosting, immediately. And it is completely different, like, mechanically, stylistically, than any Mario Kart or something like that. So, it's a whole new world. Um, I'm stuck on the fourth race. I keep trying, get frustrated, play something else. So, but it's really well made. Even the Switch port runs good. But, yeah, it's kicking my ass. Just, just really tough. Yeah. Gotcha. Then, um... I've been playing Strikey Sisters on the Switch. Little independent game. If you like Breakout and Arkanoid-style games, great little time waster. It's fun as hell. <laughs> Jim, I, I've noticed a trend with you and playing these quote-unquote time wasters. It seems like all your time is being wasted with them. If you... Look, I get progress <laughs> in it. I'll probably beat it within like two hours, and I can be accomplished with myself. So, yeah. No, I'm just saying it's funny because I feel like with the amount of it's not like you're not playing games, but the amount of games like you have been playing all tend to be generalized into that style. And then it's I could like, just be bad with descriptions. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying the games are bad. Or I'm saying <clears throat> the same reason you complain about like I don't want to get too invested into a game that takes too many hours. You've probably put that many hours into just a mishmash of these like roguelikes and these sh like shooters. Yeah. You could just c commit to a good like game that you've been meaning to get to for a long time. Well, I'm going to bring that up next week because there is a game that I have to get to and that I would get, that I have to just sit down and do, but I'll bring that up next week. Okay. And then besides that, I'm actually working on a six pack video and going through it. I was playing a bunch of stuff off a couple of games off the Genesis and the turbo graphics. And I guess I won't finish it or like spoil it here. But in each game I played, I wound up getting farther than I've ever gotten before, like out of nowhere. Mm. So, like, I was doing a recording just to get certain footage, but then all of a sudden I'm going way longer with each one. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm sitting here and seeing how far I can get. So I will be interested to see what this is about. Yeah, so that was a nice little surprise for myself. So, nice. So, mishmash of retro and new stuff for me. Yeah, I, uh, I've been kind of nah i wouldn't say slacking i've been i dicked around a little bit longer with dark souls and you know i'm right back at the part where i remember where i left off years and years ago it's a, just a fascinating game as you and i've talked about many times with that series like you just know you have to friggin grind and you know i get the enjoyment when you beat a boss is so high but there's so many lows in that series then I'm like, is it going to be worth it? Like, I'm not, I don't, I can't guarantee I'm going to beat it, but I'm going to like dump some hours just to see. Brag, get good. I mean, that's what you have to do. And I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, but no, and outside that, obviously, Call of Duty released their new, like, uh, their new Warzone map. So I've been playing the shit out of that. That's I already got my first victory on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can wait to text that out to everyone, couldn't you? I mean, Jim, it's pretty impressive on the first day of release on my third game. I got a victory. <laughs> is it not? Is it not? I actually, luck. I've, I've <laughs> actually been inspired. Uh, Your teammates carried you. I, I, I am inspired to uh, so sometimes like when I'm playing it. That's one thing I do love about the newer generation consoles is when I do a clip that I like really like, I'll, I'll save it. 
I'm almost thinking, I think once a week during these podcasts, I might be say give you a Brian's bullshit clip, see how mad you'll get seeing me do something. You're bringing back the one-minute montage? <laughs> no, just one very quick like thing I do in a game just to see your reaction. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'll love them all. <laughs> kind of like my hole-in-one when we did uh, the golf game, Jim. <laughs> Piece of garbage. <laughs> I think I like hold out on that hole too, and like you did, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> um, but no, outside of that, I haven't. I'm in this weird spot. Like, do you ever get to that thing where I, after just finishing Doom Eternal, I'm kind of like, it's that excitement of, ooh, what new game am I gonna start? And then you look at all the games you should do, and you're like. You're, like, so torn in between, and you're just going back and forth between them, and then you make a decision, like, I'll just keep playing what I always play. Mm-hmm. And you just, like, I procrastinate so bad. But it's like I have this long list of these games I, because I, I'm just, like, my digital library is becoming, like, the shelf behind you. It's just, like, too much shit I'm not playing. And I'm like, I need to play, get it off my digital, at least for now, and and just blast through these, so... I'm trying to figure out which game I'm going to commit to next. Yeah, you always need that little palate cleanse after beating a game, too. So you can be like, all right, let me go back to Old Faithful, and then I'll dive, then I'll dive into something after my brain's reset. Yeah, no, for sure. But, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be very interesting, and we'll get into it, I'm sure, by next podcast. But uh, lots of new games or interesting games should be coming out. But before we move on to our next topic, very quickly... Did you ask Santa for any games or consoles or anything related to gaming for Christmas? Actually, surprisingly, no, because I have too much as is. What more do I need from Santa Claus? And I don't think Santa Claus can afford a PS5 right now, so. Were you on a naughty list? No, Brian, am I ever on a naughty list? I'm a good boy. Whether you deserve to be on a naughty list is different than you're on a naughty list. Look, Brian, I'm a good boy. <laughs> You've been known to get in trouble for things that I don't think you always should. No, no, no. I'm a good boy. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think the only two games that I actually asked for were Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate and um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So those two are definitely going to be ones I play. There you go. Um, yeah, Santa Santa Claus and I were also making a deal to try and keep a limit to certain spending limits. So that precludes understood. certain things. Nope, I fully understand. I fully understand. But you still remember you've been promising. Now you got to get MK11 Ultimate. Did you already get it? When the fuck did you get it? This week. And I didn't get a text. I thought I did text you. Did I not text you? You son of a bitch. Well, perfect, because <clears throat> I've actually already... That was one of the first games. A uh, little pro tip for you guys. Go to your local libraries, and they have games you can just, uh, you know... What the fuck is the word? Check out, not rent. Um, and that was the first game I did for the Xbox One. I beat the whole story. I, I like played it for how whatever the week I had it. Then I returned it, and I was like, they have, like, all the brand new games just there. So check that out at your libraries if you don't want to go out and just spend right away. Now, if it's too brand new, I don't know how everyone's uh, operates, but that was really great for me. And I was basically like, okay, I can't wait to get this game when it's an ultimate. So once Jim puts a few hours into it, we'll finally be able to close the loop on the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do Special Forces and Sub-Zero and Shaolin Monks and, and be Monks, fucking yeah. done. 
<laughs> but Jim, should we revise any of our list because we got so much hate? <laughs> Nightwolf will still be at the top. You can all suck my ass. How about that? Oh, it, what's funny is there we've gotten comments. Everyone hey, hey, got cool. They had a cool storyline in MK11. We didn't have MK11 when we made the list. Who? Or we didn't buy the DLC for MK10. What gets more hate? The fact that you hate it so hard on Nightwolf or the fact that we both think Rain is boring? Or that we think Tanya's boring. A lot of Tane and Tanya. Uh, Tane and Tanya. Tane and... Uh, Tane, God damn it, Rain and Tanya. Freaking, see him choking on rage. I don't care if they had DLC and they had like a cool little two hours. I don't care. It doesn't make them cool. It sucked in all yeah. the other games. I still can't believe people... NES baseball games aren't as good as in your childhood, and Rain and Tanya suck. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But Jim, baseball stars, it's a pew! <laughs> We're doing it wrong. We're supposed to pander. <laughs> we'd probably be... Well, there are most viewed videos, or some of them, so we'd probably be a lot more popular if we did. Nah, that's not our style, Jim. Right, pander. <laughs> I don't want to. Pander, you but fuck. But yeah. So I can't wait for Jim to play that because, obviously, there's no such uh, – let me rephrase that. There's no new Mortal Kombat game that's bad, yeah. so he's going to enjoy that. C- careful on that one. Yeah, yeah no, I, had a, I had a fuckload of, uh, what do you call it, GameStop credits sitting around, so I was like, all right, nice. it's time. See? That's when that shit comes in handy. Yep. Nice. So uh, what, what we got from Patreon this week? Patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, first game... Or the F game. Jesus Christ, I can't talk tonight. From <laughs> Gamer Ashford. is hitting hard tonight. I have like a brain quota per month, so... I have the guy to load last week, it zapped me. Uh, favorite <laughs> SNES peripheral not released in the States? Wait, I'm sorry. Favorite... Super NES peripheral that was not sold in the States. Ah, uh, I am completely in the dark. I... I, there was there were no peripherals other than the Super Scope that ever interest me. Not the mouse. No, no, I did actually. I did have the mouse, obviously, like everyone else, for Mario Paint. I did spend a stupid amount of time with that, and especially making songs. But outside of that, was there any peripherals that I really was interested? No. I I didn't know enough, or I also knew my parents were not going to buy me it. They're like, "You got the console. You don't need this other shit for it." So. That was not ever on my radar, and since I didn't have a Nintendo Power, I really didn't have a way back in the day. Yeah, um, one, I wasn't a SNES kid, and two, I couldn't name you a peripheral that came out not in the United States. So, yeah, I'm tapped out on this one. I maybe should have looked at these questions beforehand. Well, we do know Nintendo makes some goofy ass peripherals. Like, uh, I'm, if I mean, if they have like a horse betting peripheral, like they did for the Famicom, then I'll say that. Give me the horse bets. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Good question, but yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Wrong guys. And of course, Game Whisperer had to comment under that. That would be the European-Japanese superior shell. Shut up with your little toy. <laughs> Ours looks like a machine for gaming. Yours looks yeah. like a little, little soft toy with all the soft edges. Puss-ass countries. <laughs> Jim, you're coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. I am loaded up. I am half a mad elfin, and I am off the rails. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> and actually he <laughs> he uh Ashley replied with that i think the design is prettier nowadays but a bit inconvenient for me at least since my blah 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 is half of north american super family blah 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 so yes um our shell's better next up from game whisperer dean 
What game release are you looking forward to in 2021, and what beer would you pair with it? Ooh, great question. Um, I mean, I'll give my obvious answer of Resident Evil Village, or Resident Evil 8, however they're going to put it. Um, but I was going to use this as a topic later. Did you see, Jim, that new game, Back for Blood, that's going to basically be yeah. left for that threat? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, so I knew I wanted to talk about that at some point. guess this is just as good as any. For those of you who don't know, Back for Blood is going to be the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, and it looks great. I've been really dying for that. I've said on numerous videos, numerous reviews, Left 4 Dead still has the most fun co-op multiplayer gameplay of any game I've played. Um, and I've been waiting for a game to kind of re-emulate that. So if that does that, I'll, I'll be all down. Now, if you're talking about that game, beer pairing, I want to keep it a little bit lighter. So I'm going to definitely, I actually might stick with some kind of lager. Um, not necessarily a Pilsner, maybe like a Vienna lager for that. But I don't have a specific one in mind. But the Resident Evil game, without a doubt, an old Russian Imperial stout because it looks like they're a little in little in Russian Russian village. Uh, so yeah, something like that. All right, and yeah, I really don't know much of anything that's coming out next year except for like Halo Infinite. So I'll say Halo Infinite, and I will pair that with the Master from the Praj Dodge Czech Republic based brewery. And I totally did not look that up while you were doing your answer, Brian. <laughs> and it's probably, like, not even in rotation anymore. <laughs> well, Brian, it's a combination of special types of malt that create no, their rich no, flavor no. and unique bright no, color. Oh, you son of a bitch. It can be enjoyed as a semi-dark 13 or a dark 18 variant. One, Jim, I bet it's not even available here. And two, probably not. I, kn I know you're not getting that game. I guarantee I didn't say the name of that brewery right either. <laughs> Good, great. I love the question, though. Great question. Yep. Next up, from G to the Next Level. Who is your favorite female video game lead character, and why? Cheers. Ooh. Damn. There is a lot. All right, who's got the biggest cans? First question. <laughs> I mean, if you go super retro, I feel like how can you not go Samus or Lara Croft? But Lara Croft, even in the new games are so goddamn great. Ooh. I mean, those are two that pop in my head right off the bat. Um, hmm. Just because I probably played more of the games, I'll go Lara Croft. There you go. Um, yeah, Samus is almost like a little too easy. Uh, you know what? Who is the, um, what's her face? The Native American girl from Tekken. Julia? Was that her? Was that Julia? Yeah, Jim. So I would say she's probably not a lead, especially because you don't even really seem to remember her name. Hey, small <laughs> details. All right, fine. I'll go with the uh, the Green Witch from Death Smiles. Because you can play as one of five witches. And it's a shmup. And they're why all the lead you, characters. Why are you trying to just make it obscure? Just go with a popular one that you actually like. Stop trying to be that guy. that Like when someone's <laughs> like, what's your favorite band? You're going to name some band that nobody... Just... Pick your favorite that's popular. Look, Brian, I saw the Tickle Shits at a bar one time, and they turned into my favorite band. I don't know what you're talking about. No, go Blaze Fielding. She's easy answer. Streets of Rage. All right. See? That's a more acceptable answer. Son of a bitch. 
I'm surprised you didn't say, isn't Rue a girl? I don't think so. She could be. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> no? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Undecided. Next up from Burn Retinas. Any home ports of games either of you think are better or prefer over their arcade versions? Ooh. I have a real easy one for this. Go ahead. Contra. Yeah, I've never actually played oh I've played let me I've never played Contra in the arcade, but I've played the arcade port on a console. Yeah, because that's like I remember when Contra came out on the 360, like the Xbox Live arcade. I was like, oh shit, it's got Contra. And then I'm like, wait, this is different. And it turned out to be the arcade version. And it's like okay, but like the NES version's <clears throat> just a lot better. Same um, same can be said with like Bloody Wolf. Bloody Wolf's way better on the turbo than an arcade. I will go Castlevania, because the actual arcade version did that come out later? That, I don't know, but I know I, I'm just trying to compare the port or whatever. But it's much better from the NES version to that. Because yeah, that's uh, what Haunted Castle is that the arcade name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that that's like the worst Castlevania of like almost all of them. It's not good. It looks good, but it's not good. Yeah, but no, good question. And last up from Alex Perez. What are some of your favorite Christmas traditions? Food, drinks, activities, etc. Um, I mean, <clears throat> it's not original, but I, I, I do love the, uh, the Christmas Eve. And it's changed, obviously, now that I have kids. But I'm trying to think of something I've always done for Christmas. I always, for as long as I've had a fireplace, I love having a fire the night before, watching either... Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, you know, Home Alone, Die Hard, Gremlins, one of my favorites movies. Um, and then on Christmas Day, there's something about we have to make a really big breakfast, and it has to be got to make a bunch of pancakes and bacon. Those two are staples. Everything else we'll make, excuse me, whatever else, but the the big Christmas breakfast before you open up all the presents. That's something like I've always done, and I actually really look forward to. Yeah, with my family growing up, we always did everything like Christmas Eve, like presents Christmas Eve, like the main celebrating Christmas Eve, just so we could like enjoy our shit the next day. But the oh. big tradition we have, like my dad did it for us growing up, like he would dress up as Santa and drop off presents under the tree, and like we would go hide and shit like that, and be like, and you know, when you're a dumb kid, you don't realize that that's you know just dad in a bed, a costume. So that's actually carried over to today now where either my brother or me or even, you know, if we have another guest over, they'll don the costume and come do it for the new batch of kids. So I've done it a ton of times for my nieces. Um, I did it one year for my niece and my daughter and all the nieces. I mean, the two older nieces know at this point, but my daughter's three and their youngest is four. So we can still have that kind of fun. So we're going to milk that for as long as we can. Nice, nice. So that's interesting. You guys would do it all on Christmas. Like, so you would open up all your gifts on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve night and then stay up like all night playing a game and then wake up and then just play with whatever the whole day the next day. It's weird because you were so good about waiting for shit. The fact that you couldn't wait for one of the biggest nights of the year and like that was kind of ingrained in you. I would have expected you to be a type that like then is always wanting things a little bit earlier no nah, what do you call it that was just um that was just how they always did it they were always a christmas eve family hmm. 
Yeah, like, apparently, like, before I was around, my mom would, like, they would have nothing set up, and she would be the mad woman who, like, set everything up on Christmas Eve night while my brother was asleep. But by the time I came around, there's an 11-year difference. That that was out the window. <laughs> they're, they're like, we don't give a shit like, about fuck this. that. We're not enjoying a week of decorations. <laughs> yeah, I guess that 11-year difference, it, it, is, it does make a big difference. <laughs> does it ever? <laughs> well, that's unique. I, I actually didn't know that, so that's crazy. That's interesting, for sure. Yep. So, yeah, that's what we does off the nice. beaten path. But, no, nice. good questions, everyone. Thank you once again, and especially to our delightful patrons. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever now, the hell you celebrate. We truly appreciate it. everyone who supports us. It means the world to us, so thank you. Please make sure to keep getting your questions in. And, uh, yeah, just can't say thank you enough. Yep. I'm putting in that uh, Patreon goal for the love doll, so we're getting ever closer there. Damn it, Jim. What? We're putting in a tear just for the truffle shuffle. Right, it's going to look like you. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, wow, Jim, you uh, you hit me with this out of left field, and I love it because it's something we haven't done in a while. We used to cover some random, I don't know if we call them beer girls, girls with beer. Right, should we make a new hashtag? Should we call them beer thoughts? Isn't that what, didn't we basically call them that? Like, I thought you something called like, them I forget that. what something. we called them, yeah. But um, in this video, and you can see the link below, and um, comes to us from our buddy Longy Long on Twitter. So it basically just says local woman goes viral after shotgunning a beer out of a dead fish. Now, <laughs> just watch the video. First, I was like, oh, there's a fish in the video. You're not focused on the fish. No one cares at all about the fish. Um, the girl is very attractive. And is it stupid? It's not even the stupidest thing I've ever heard of uh, because, Jim, I don't know if, like, have you ever gone fishing or heard of people go fishing, um, especially, like, with bluefish? It's a common thing. You can almost wipe the inside of their cheek and eat the meat right out of their mouth, like, as you catch them. Well, Bri, I am a celebrated outdoorsman, so of course I knew this. <laughs> but, no, so that's why it's, like, I think people are thinking it's more disgusting than it actually is. Like, is it a good idea? Nope. But uh, do you remember what shoeys are? It's a um, no. New Zealand uh, tradition. And the only reason I know it is because uh, one of the heavyweight fighters in UFC, I think you've watched some of the fights with us. His name is like Tao something. Um, well, every that, time that narrows he, it down. I know. But uh, every time he wins, as he's walking through a crowd – he gets someone to give him their shoe. He puts a whole beer in it and then chugs it from their shoe. And it's called a shoey. <laughs> so it's a tradition that like a lot of people have actually done and they show videos of it. So that's way more disgusting to me. Actually, all right, so I don't know why this triggered this memory. But you remember when we went to Tampa for the bachelor party and we were in line to get into that one club. And the one guy came up to our friend Gun and asked to see a shoe and he just like sniffed it and like walked away. <laughs> yes there is an article fuck i should have saved this goddamn article there is a news story like two weeks ago see there you go with the goddams again yeah you know well, what are you gonna do <laughs> so there's a new, there's an article in from tampa about like the quote-unquote like shoe sniffer or like the shoe licker or something like that and there's a guy who goes around tampa and i'm like it was that guy it must have been that fucking guy because none of us saw it happen we all turned around and our guy looked like he just got you know 
like things happen to him. <laughs> and had a little bit of a first time. Had a little bit of a ghost face going on. Yeah, it wasn't the first time. And uh <laughs> A little bit of a shock, and we none of us saw it. It just like he poofed into the night. So apparently, the shoe sniffer of Tampa is still a thing, and he upgraded to licking. I think <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, I almost call that though a harmless crime. It's fucking weird, but like, you know, um, harmlessly sexy. Damn it, Jim. I. Uh, but wait, uh, Han, you just took me way off track. Yes, Getting I did. Back to, to the girl, the hot chick. I'm, I'm just mad that you don't see I'm assuming that they poured the beer in th- either I'm guessing it had to be through the mouth but I'm almost hoping they like found a way to jimmy it in through like the gills because that looked like that no, was like no, almost no. sliced they, open they they already cut it open if you look at the video yeah so like after you fish when you clean the they they cleaned out all the guts you basically open it's hollowed out so basically oh okay I didn't know they did that yeah so that's why I'm saying it's like I'm sure some people might think it's gross but it's really not like dangerous it's just a really hot chick chugging a beer like that's people are like oh my god this video is getting so much i wonder why oh in that case it's like beer sushi come on (laughs) exactly i'll give you two reasons why it's popular her personality and her daring personality (laughs) no it's the bud light in the carp you silly fool personality (laughs) so good poll I do want to. I, I do want to bring this back. So longy long. Thank you for sending that to Jim and anybody watching. You have any videos of crazy shit going on with drinking beer, serving beer, whatever? We're gonna make it our beer thoughts. Yeah, I don't Thanks know. Thanks to Jim. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I don't know. Oh man, I don't know if any beer video will ever top the. It was from like back in 07 where there there was like videos of people butt chugging four locos. And then just, like, trying to stand up and immediately, uh, like, face planning or, like, hitting their head on a table on the way down. God, that was a golden era for the internet. (sighs) Four locos, man. Terrible idea, but we all did it. Delicious idea, and they ruined it. That's what happened. (laughs) Take out my goddamn taurine. So, Jim, um, in your favorite reoccurring bit, we got our hashtag gamers mad. Uh, (sighs) I saw you quote. I, I saw you write about this, but I want you to explain to people what is it you're talking about here. So Nintendo, as they do every once in a while, they updated their online registries for the Switch Online. So this latest update gave us four titles for the Super NES and one for the NES. And the games are Donkey Kong Country 3, The Ignition Factor, Super Valus 4, Tough Enough, and on the NES you get Nightshade. So as they tend to do. Kind of random titles, some deeper cuts. Tough enough, eh. Ignition Factor, I always thought was a Japanese-only, like Super Famicom game, so maybe they translated it. I could be wrong. But I thought that there was like a firefighting game that was like Japanese-only. But Valus, cool, deep cut pool to put on there. Donkey Kong Country 3, Donkey Kong was the one that everyone bitched about not being there until they finally did it. Now we have all of them, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Nightshade, cool little, you know, adventure game, point-and-clicky kind of deal. So, now that we have Donkey Kong, of course everyone has to have a new game to bitch about. Why isn't this here? And the new game is Earthbound. I thought Every comment, uh, Earthbound, Earthbound, Earthbound. Well, I thought the three most popular. It's actually two comments down or three comments down. I I feel like the thing I saw the most was Earthbound, Super Mario RPG, and Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Like, basically, RPG-heavy games. Yeah, but it's all people wanting their RPGs on there. So, I don't know. It wasn't, like, anything even super... 
like you know egregious or anyone freaking out or spurking out way too bad but it's just like they, they, they really like we have to immediately jump into the next thing everyone has a thousand other ways to well maybe not with earthbound but you still have a bunch of other ways to play it but if you want earthbound that bad you should have bought the super nes mini when it was out which it's still i mean i'm sure you could still get it right you can, there's no chance it's completely like being overpriced anywhere like i, with I the feel super like, nes mini yeah. Oh, it is. Or, Completely. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Dude, they stopped production like over a year ago. But I'm saying, like, are people really, yeah. like, screwing people mm-hmm. in a price? Oh, uh, okay. See, I didn't really. See, I got mine, like, when it was just. When it was like out. I literally just walked in a Target. I'm like, oh, there it is. There's a time okay. when you could do that. Like, I picked mine up and my NES one when they announced that they were discontinuing them because I was like, oh, these are going to go away and go up in price. I'm going to buy them now. So, hmm. yeah, no. Now, like,. I, like, I remember I saw a GameStop that was going out of business, and they had a Super NES Mini in there without even the box, like, just the unit itself that they were selling for mm-hmm. 150 Damn. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I really hope someone's not silly enough to buy that. Oh, I'm sure someone did. <clears throat> um, the comments, though, from what I read, it was, like, 50%, like, why do this when you could just emulate all the games? Okay. We know that. Um, and then it's the, yeah, I want this game. Oh, shitty list. Nintendo screwing. I'm kind of like, we've talked enough about Nintendo. It happens. I, it happens every time they update these lists. Like, does when everyone, do they up? Do they do it every month? No, it's it's every couple months. Which is but like they a fair, don't take other games off, do they? No, they or don't. They, they just keep pile. So, it's like, assuming this goes on for a while. I'm not saying you're going to get all those games, but uh, I don't know, man. It's a service that is, it is really cheap. You're honestly not doing it for those games. Those games are more or less just a bonus. Like, so you shouldn't be signing up for that service to play the games. I don't send for Nintendo, baby, Oh, you know I hate Nintendo's policies (laughs) on most of the stuff, and I think they're an overrated company in general. But I just don't like... To your point, I don't like when it's phony. It, it's phony outrage. We all know what we're getting at this point with this online service. Like, yeah. stop. It'll probably eventually come. Like, fucking, just just go emulate it then. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but like, if you want it to, like, I get you want it on the go, but just fucking hack your phone or something. Like, there's a thousand other ways to do it. Just emulate. Just yeah. You don't just just emulate. Don't complain. Don't do this. Don't make put a grand show. Just emulate and make everyone happy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like, I, mean, I guess I don't want to say people don't have a right to complain. Because, yeah, fine, you're spending your money. Yeah, get what you want. But it's just like, we're beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We know Nintendo sucks. We Jim and I have been at the forefront of saying that for quite a while We're now. goddamn trailblazers. Yeah. So, Jim keeps supporting them by buying all their bullshit titles on their eShops, but... <laughs> I am supporting the little guy, goddammit. Who has to give a cut to Nintendo. I'm a hero. <laughs> oh, Jim, speaking of heroes. I don't know if I'd call them heroes. I don't know what the fuck to call this, because I'm actually... That's a weird transition. Kind of, it is, because I don't know how else to transition to this, but um, coming to us from SNK Global... And this came out handle. of nowhere. I, okay, so the simple thing is that SNK is going to bring a brand new console from themselves. And what really drives me nuts, and there'll be the link below to this specific tweet, they say a brand new console is coming from SNK in 2021, a system 
to bridge the needs between passionate fans and console gaming enthusiasts. <laughs> what the fuck are they talking? Like, there's not already things out there for, pa- like, if you're a passionate fan and you're a console gamer, you didn't have anything to satiate your goddamn needs. Right, what console the fuck normies are aren't real gamers! Like, what? But no, that's my point. Like, especially SNK games, are they widely played on PCs? SNK or, play... Or- SNK games aren't widely played on. I mean, like they have their. That's fans. my point. But as the only thing, I mean, I know I'm wrong about this, but the only real thing new that SNK even has left is King of Fighters that they release every couple years. Like they, that's SNK is yeah. like nothing at this point. They just repackage badly emulated versions of their old games again and again and again. Like they had their mini, they had the Neo Geo X Gold, they had that arcade stick. Um, now they're coming out the console for some fucking reason. This is what's so confusing to me, though. When they were at their their prime, okay, say their shit was on Neo Geo. Was that not is that not a fucking console? Or are they just thinking their games are just only good on arcades and that fans couldn't get a, a true arcade? I I don't get what the hell that tweet meant, and it's weird. And it, it, it it's sounds like case. like it sounds like they're bringing a new console to the market, which cool, but what are you competing with? Like, I mean, I know it's just an announcement and it's vague, so whatever. Because like, it's either. You're going to try and compete with Sony and Xbox, or you're going to fall into that Atari VCS, Intellivision Amico, Nostalgia, Vanity Project, unnecessary bullshit crowd that might not ever come out kind of deal. Like, the last thing we need is another console like that that, like, preys on, like, an old IP that no one really cares about anymore, and you have, like, your niche games on it. Like, it's not going to do anything. Like, it was surprising enough people actually got their Atari VCSs and... Like, everything was people going, oh, I got the VCS, and then no one cared anymore. And it was a day of excitement for their white box console. So, I, I don't get it. I don't see the point. I, I Not only do I not get it, and it's it's needless to say, but I'll say it anyway. Yes, it is completely silly, even if you get all of their old stuff. So, outside their fighting games, they did have a good amount of games, especially on the NES, that were pretty solid sports games. I'm not going to say they had, amazing. They had great sports games. They had great fighting games. They had Metal Slug, and they had some cool shmups. And a couple okay brawlers, but, like, like it's not like they had a really diverse game library and shit like that either. Like, I, I, are they developing new AAA titles? What, what are they going? What is this? Yeah, like, I wish there was something like, hey, we've made a plan to bring you brand new games. Or, yeah, is it what you're saying? Is it just a repackaging of all their shit in one console? Which, okay, if that's the announcement, don't say you're bringing a new console. Say we're gonna give you an experience that you can, you know, you can play all of our old IPs. Like that's honestly what I think a lot of people wouldn't mind, especially if someone like Konami or other people did it. It's not ideal. It's like just get with the fucking program and get on. Uh, Game Pass, get on PS Network, get on Switch Online. Like, do what you gotta do to get on the big boys. Don't make your own shit. And don't, like, you know, bankrupt your division because you're trying to have a great idea. Because I don't see how this ever works, but... I mean, like, SNK was niche when they were big. Like, I just don't see how they either, A, have the funding to do this, it's not like they had a Kickstarter or anything, or, I I, I, I mean, we, it, we have to wait and see. It was just them saying we have a console coming out. I, I almost guarantee it's just going to be a nostalgia box again, but part of me is kind of thinking maybe there's... I mean, they have a Wi-Fi symbol over the W in this little announcement thing. 
So is it a Wi-Fi enabled little nostalgia box you can play games with your friends? That'll be cool. That'll be fine. But don't make it too pricey. I just don't. I. It's definitely too early to tell. But it's also just screams unnecessary because of all these other old things coming back that just turned into nothing. Yeah, completely unnecessary and. Okay, I just want to see where this goes, because it's one of those things, if it's even vaguely successful, I could see other uh, developers following suit to try to bring out whether they are emulation machines, and then you just get that, it's funny, uh, I saw a meme, and it's not completely correct, but like, you know how for the longest time everyone was like, dude, cable's way too fucking expensive? Yeah. I wish I had my own thing. Now every network and their subsidiaries have a goddamn streaming service. And even if you got rid of cable and you get all of them, it's almost the price of cable at this point. Like, to have all of them. So, it's like, could you imagine that with gaming then? Like, if they tried going that route? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's where the game companies want to go. It's way cheaper to do it that way for them. It's sure. all profit at that point. I mean, honestly, they just have to figure out a way to deliver it through an HDMI cable to you at this point. Because more and more people don't care about physical collections they care about your ips they want what they want and yeah you just give it to them in a way that works properly i, I don't know it'll be interesting yeah give it to them damn it jim i don't like how you said that what <laughs> look don't say what look bri if the pope can be horny so can i <sighs> you know first you say your goddamns, now you're blaspheming I blaspheme nothing. There is there is material proof. He likes pictures you're, on Instagram. You're a towel. <laughs> sure am. Gonna need one after this. You mean the pictures he likes on Instagram just prove he's human? <laughs> Best Pope ever. <laughs> well, the other... Pope of the people. Fairness, Jim, Pope of the people. In all fairness, you don't know what any of these other Popes would have been like had there been Instagram back in the day. Oof. <laughs> there would have been some questionable likes that's Ooh. all I'm going to say <laughs> moving uh, on speaking of questionable let's talk about the CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk release <laughs> oh with the God. transition good God the firestorm of bullshit and we got a couple articles here that we're going to go through um, fairly fast because I'm sure most of you you know about it You've heard seen about it. it everywhere. But I found a couple choice ones I wanted to go into. Yeah, so so why don't we start with the first one, Jim? Why don't you explain it? First one comes to us from Game Infinitus. Uh, basically, investors are looking into suing CD Projekt Red for the materialism, materially misleading information. So where this all stems with for the TLDR is the game came out. It's been a disaster because all the promotional material showed it on the PC. All the reviews reviewed it basically on the PC and the newer consoles completely disregarding the old consoles and to some people they're damn near unplayable so whole public media relations shitstorm going on right now they're actually pulled it off the ps4 shop digital shop issuing refunds the stocks are going way down right now and the investors into the game are potentially doing a class action suit or maybe just a straight-up lawsuit against cd project red for misleading everyone and they might have a case but that's part of the word investment. It's not a guarantee for profit. There's a chance it could fail. So I don't know the legality behind that. So it's weird. Yeah, I they're they're in a very f messed up situation because 
I want to be on their side, like not saying they're com- they were completely misleading because it's not unfamiliar. Like a lot of times when 360 switched over to the Xbox One and you know, PS3, PS4, there were a lot of games that like were still kind of like you can play it on the new consoles, but we'll make versions available on the old. And there just wasn't as dramatic as a drop off. Now, I haven't seen a game firsthand other than YouTube videos that compared it. And from what I've seen, yeah, it does look pretty bad. And pretty bad's being generous, I know. But, um... I mean, the game crashes apparently on a straight-up PS5 a lot. So, I mean, apparently PS4's version is, like, I guess considered the worst overall out of all of them. And then... But that's also the biggest install base. So, uh uh-oh. That's the problem, is you gotta... I know game companies, as a marketing, as a whatever, everything works in hyperbole and everything works in showing you the best product. You know, from your favorite movie or one of your favorite movies, Falling Down, one of the best lines is he talks about the hamburger, how it looks in the menu, and then you get it and it looks like a flattened piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And we get that from, I don't think there's a single game we don't get that. Even when they put the little thing in there, which is complete horseshit, it's like, this is from actual gameplay footage. But yeah, I they mean, don't Watch tell Dogs you, was the most famous one until now. Yeah, like, and they don't tell you, okay, even if that was gameplay footage, that was on a PC that cost 10 grand to run it like that. Like, they don't add in, like, the specs of what's running it. Um, Let's put it this way, Bri. One of the best ways to play it right now is Stadia. <laughs> it's, um. That's where we're at. It's. Of all the shit we've talked about this game, the terrible development, the mismanagement, or whatever, I want this game to succeed. And we have friends like Todd and some other people who have said, like, it's a really fun game. Um, But, yeah, having this many issues. But I can remember, like, a lot of people being up in arms about every AAA title, like Skyrim and all Bethesda games being buggy pieces of shit, even though they're amazing games. Bethesda used to get away with it because of how good the games were until 76, basically. (laughs) No, yeah, but that's my point is, like, this does seem overtly devious, so I can't really be behind it because if there's that much of a drop-off, you got to give people a heads up. you got to be like... I mean, they intentionally didn't give reviewers other versions to play. Like, they gave them the best one to give and show off and shit like that. Like, fuck CD Projekt Red. They knew what they were doing on this one. Like, No, it's it's a very shitty, like, it was almost probably, like... They were at a pro- a final game time decision, and they're like, we either release it now or do what we need to do to yeah, get either, it Either we get the Christmas sales or we release a good game. Yeah, and they went with the terrible decision. Many people have talked about things that could take us back to the terrible things that happened with E.T., not saying this is even close, no, no, but, this, but, yeah. but I'm saying in the general idea is probably the same. Like, you rush too hard to try and get that Christmas sale, you end up with a shitty product for a game that probably would have been okay. Yep. So yeah, you done yeah. you done did yourself dirty on this one. So it'll be interesting to see if there anything comes from this. And you know us, we like our lawsuits. So so sticking with this game, uh, so from PC Mag, this, we have someone who. That's so ridiculous. Don't let anyone shame you for playing Cyberpunk 2077 on weak hardware. Don't let your old PC or underpowered console stop you from entering Night City. The fuck is he talking about? That's also my favorite comment. I think it's like the third comment where that was just like, what's the point of this article? And 
well, uh, like every article, we have the link below. He goes into how, you know, he's playing it and he he's playing it on an Xbox uh, One X and it's playable for um or no, he was playing on a on an on an S, I think. So it was an underpowered machine, but he was still like he was having a decent time and he was having fun with it. So he's going on about like how saying, you know, just because a lot of people are having problems, don't let that stop you from going into it. But then it goes off this cliff of don't let people shame you into using it on inferior hardware. It, it, here's the thing. If you feel actual shame from people busting your balls <laughs> about using an inferior, quote-unquote, fucking way to play a game, grow the fuck up. Like, do you, do people really not have spines as much anymore? Like, it's not like it's little kids playing this game or, like, like see, like... Cyberpunk isn't what people are talking about on the on the playground. No one cares. They're playing Fortnite or Minecraft. Like they don't give a shit about this. So it's adults on Twitter and Reddit spurging out at each other. And like if you're legitimately like affected by someone making fun of you for playing it on like an Xbox One instead of a PS5, grow a spine. Like stop. Like why why does an article like this have to be even written in the first place? Like, I, I don't I know if people in. out there are gigantic pussies or if this author is a gigantic pussy. Like, no, I think this author definitely has some childhood memories of, like, we've all been there, or I think most people. Fucking, of, yeah, I had a goddamn egg radio instead of a f- fucking iPhone like everyone goddamn else. <laughs> we've all been through it. You fucking learn from it. If you're fucking in your, but I was also 17 and I didn't cry over it either. If you're a yeah, goddamn like, adult <laughs> and you're crying over this goddamn shit because you're not playing the best version of a fucking video game, grow the fuck up. If you're the one doing it, grow the fuck up. If you're the one being affected by it, grow the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you babies. Jesus Christ, why is this a thing? Well, it's a thing because there's only the only people that do this are people who are kids or and nerds. Don't know, know better. Fucking well, nerds. No, no, no. I'm saying the kids, the people that shame others. You shame the, someone else. The ones who should be shamed are shaming ones that they can shame. That's all this is. It's yeah. fucking the shamies shaming more shamies who are double shaming over the shamies that are being shamed in the first place. I don't know what the fuck you just said there. Nerd bullying. The point is, the only nerd bullying that goes on is honestly, it's from PC to console. It's from people. fucking me right now with this goddamn article. That's what's happening right now. But but here's the deal. I we have friends who have PS5s and Xbox. No one ever is like, oh man, you run the old hardware. That shit doesn't happen. But it happens from PC players to others. But guess what? The console dudes never. <coughs> I've never met someone who takes that shit seriously. You're like, oh man, you're not running that 60 FPS. It's like. No, you fuck. I don't feel like spending three grand on a rig to run my shit. But this guy clearly has some deep-seated issues. What I was saying is we've all been there where you didn't have the latest whatever attire, apparel, whatever, the latest shoes, the latest whatever, and you had knockoffs, and kids would shame you for that. So clearly he's carrying those childhood angst issues into this article. I, I don't get it, man. He wrote it as a... A call to arms for all of us that are, un, you know, not heard. I, I don't know. It, it was just way more, I, I don't think holier than now is the right word. But it's just like. It's not holier than now, but he's like trying to start a movement that doesn't need to be started because it's not a thing. I, I mean, it's a thing, but like, just don't live on the fucking internet then. Which, Jim. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. And, and I think I think we've hit this one enough, but it's funny because you saying that. Right away makes me think of this next article. And I just got to lead us into it. 
Because talk about something that doesn't Right, the small dicks are rising up, goddammit. They are sick of this oppression that they see in the goddamn real world or in the fucking virtual world. And they have to rise up because the goddamn dicks in Cyberpunk are too big. Well, from TheGamer.com, and this is written by Eric Switzer. I I still don't know if this is satire or not. This is the one time it needs a satire tag. But at the bottom, it says the gamers affiliated with, uh, you know, GOG with GOG. So maybe they have a good sense of humor or maybe it's just, I I don't know. Let me just explain to the people. So this article, it is linked below. The title is The Small Dong in Cyberpunk is way too big. And if you don't know, in Cyberpunk, when you're creating a character, you can adjust the size of his dong. And he's basically... The whole article just sums around, even when you put it to the smallest, and I don't know where he got this... I don't know if the game has measurements, but he basically said... They have have examined the P9 in this game. I don't know if he's basically... He's basically saying, hey, the smallest one is five inches, and that's not small. Like, what about the... (laughs) What does he say? Like, of course. What about the micro penis uh, people? Like, of course, there's a subreddit r slash small dick problems. Well, but <laughs> here, here's the issue. I, I mean, number one, I whoever this guy who wrote this, I'm sorry for you. I, you got a terrible life. I don't know what to tell you. That sucks. But really, it would be like saying. If you played a old school wrestling game and you're like the smallest wrestler is still too muscly. He's not skinny enough. He's not fat enough. Like you're playing a fantasy game and you know, I, Oh, how do I say this as sensitive as I can? Like I, I don't even know if are, I can say are any of the small dicks out there really trying to play, like represent themselves in the game or like, Oh, like, fucking, I'm a small dick. What the fuck? If I had this game, I would give myself a big, meaty fucking hog. One that I had to drag behind me, <laughs> goddammit. I'm not playing a fucking video game to live as myself. I hate myself. This is why it's called goddamn escapism. <laughs> fucking babies, the fucking small dicks need to be represented now. At least at least you can be uncircumcised. At least you don't have to be mutilated, but fuck. But, Jim, it's so great because they basically say, well, you know... Even if it's what he says, like even if it's uncircumcised, that could mean smaller. I, no, I like the way he or, went into or, the detail of saying that, like the uncircumcised ones are actually even smaller because, like, they're accounting for the extra little, for the extra skin at the top and the little extra flappage. So technically, the actual dicks are smaller. So if you if you want if you want your representation out there, you small dicks. This is so ridiculous. That somebody... I, I do like when he's like, "Here's my pitch. Give us a slider so you can see it real time." Like this, ha- this has to be satire, and if that's it is, what I'm saying, if it is, I bravo re- to you because I do partially if it's satire. Hate it. It, if, it's amazing. If it's satire, I love this article. If it's serious, I hate you and I hate everyone associated with it. This is what worries me. I don't know any like some people are this, too good at this. If this is 2009, 2010, there's no question it's satire. In this day and age, this could very well be very legit. This is a guy voicing a legit concern. I, it, it's just. <laughs> What the fuck? Like, how did somebody... I don't care if he gets paid 10 cents for his article. How does somebody get paid to write that article? For real. Like, you're a contributor to this website. I don't know how good the website does, but dear God. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it looks like most of all the other articles that I'm seeing on here are... What do you call it? Legit. Or legit. Yeah, so... Not to say that they can't have the occasional goof article, but... 
a lot of sites will tag that, but this isn't tagged. But I don't know if, if they, they maybe they want to go with the bit. I don't know. Maybe it's real. If this came, maybe the small dicks came, actually are rising up. If this maybe we get what we the... deserve. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. So fucking. Oh, Jim. Um. I've lost faith, okay. Brian. I've lost all faith. <laughs> I, I I can't I I don't know what to say. Jack. So this to sum it all up, all this cavalcade of bullshit along with all the other articles out there. I mean, you, there's been every argument in the books pro and for this game. So here's some choice articles that we found. Yeah, no, they're very choice. So definitely click them below and make sure you let us know what you think uh, in the comments. So to sum it all up, some small dick guy playing an original Xbox <laughs> is trying to sue CD Projekt Red. That's right. There you go. That was the, you know what, Jim? That was the cleanest summation I've ever heard you give. Goddamn right. It's the power <laughs> of Mad Elf and Rage. Jim, why, why are you trying to sue this guy? Look, Bri, I don't need to be represented <laughs> in games, all right? I'm six foot four. I'm 280 pounds of muscle, and 180 pounds of that's in my goddamn commercial cock, right? I don't even have legs in the game. I just walk on a dick that slithers like a snail. Damn it. <laughs> all right jim so i did have a question here uh semi-open-ended but i uh, let me explain it um i want to know were there any christmas movies that you really love that you would love to see as games and when i was structuring this almost all my favorite christmas movies like probably most people that grew up during our time you know home alone gremlins die hard they already all have games but almost like, would you like to see them done in a different way? And to give you a perfect example, the easiest thing I, I thought of is like, okay, so <clears throat> most of those series I just main, named, their games aren't exactly great. There are some okay titles in there, but I would love to see like a Home Alone done in the what right now is the current fad of the asymmetrical. So someone plays as like Kevin McAllister and two people play as a bandit and you literally rig up the house and try and survive the night or something like that, like done in a more modern way. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. So like that, I would I'd want to see Gremlins. I still haven't fully figured out how I'd want to see Gremlins done, but I was almost kind of thinking like a Left for Dead style like shooter with that. Um, and like Die Hard, the easiest answer is just give me an over the shoulder kind of like um, a Gears of War or something like that. Uh, just a really well done shooter version of that because I don't necessarily need first person. Um, but I, I want to see that because Die Hard Trilogy is my favorite of that series of all the games that came out. And my favorite mission is the one Nakatomi to Tower, which is a third person perspective. And it's really mm -hmm. fun. So what about you? You know what? This doesn't have to be a full release, full price release. Make it a digital game, but make it fucking good. Uh, maybe we've had games from it before. You know, there's always movie tie in games. Mm -hmm. Give me a good stealth-based Grinch game where you go around Ooh. Whoville, house to house, can't get caught, stealing all the fucking presents, getting them to the back of the mountain, shit like that. Give me a stealth Grinch game. Okay. No, I like that. So, yeah. So, now, do you envision in your head, is it more of a, like, a, uh, almost like Hotel Miami style, like, top-down, and you're going around and trying not to get caught? 
or is it more of a like a siphon filter slash Metal Gear Solid? I think it would have to be more like siphon gil uh, gilfer siphon filter Metal Gear kind of way because like Hotel Miami is more about like sneaking but also like fat, like twitch reflex action kind sure. of deal where like you're not trying to like fuck up the who's or anything like that you're trying not to get caught so <laughs> that would be pretty funny though <laughs> avoiding traps and all that shit yeah cindy lou who can be like the big boss because she's the one who discovers him so she'll be the hardest to avoid that kind of deal okay but jim at the end of the game you're supposed to give it all big yeah i mean they have some story <laughs> element at the end with something or other happening i don't know I, you know what? I'm, I'm a big picture guy. You, you do the details. I'll do the big picture. I have the concept. You, you, you get me to the goal. I would, I would actually love to see a uh, like National Lampoon's Vacation just in a like platformer slash. Not, I don't even know if platformer is the right way. Like, but there's plenty of old NES and Genesis and whatever games where it's like you have some missions that are like almost like vertical shooters. Like when he's like with the truck and doing the the skiing. Um, and then others that are more like, I, I don't know. Like you just take those little simple ideas. Like when they made a home alone two and, game and you, and no, to your point, you know what you need in that game though? The, the jelly of the month rant, you need to have that as a quick time event because <laughs> his timing on that and it's how they great. cut it together is so it's great, but it's so like obviously cut together and just awkward that like the difficulty is going to be trying to time everything right yeah. to time it with him. So yeah. that's gotta be a quick time event. Yeah, you just do a mishmash of all the game styles with that. So I like that. Yeah. Um, but what are your some of your general favorite Christmas movies? I'm a sucker for any Christmas Carol movie. So, oh, okay. Yeah, like the Muppet one, the uh, one with fucking... I'm going to say what's-his-face for all of them. Like the old black and white one's great. The one from the... Uh, pardon me. Mm-hmm. Like the more famous one from the eighties is great. Fucking Scrooged is great. Scrooge. Like any yeah. version any version is like always good. Like I don't think I've ever seen a bad version of the Christmas Carol be told. Yeah. So I mean, fucking Lifetime probably has a version that's watchable. Okay. So yeah, like anything anything with the Christmas Carol I'm generally in for. And you know what? With my kid being around, she fucking loves the Grinch, so I've seen every version of the Grinch and there's something to kinda like in all of them. Like I've warmed up to the Jim Carrey one too for as goofy as that one is. You didn't like that one before? I I watched it like once and I was like, this is too this is bleh. Well also but, by the the age you were when it came out. Like you yeah. that's that age. I was, where a, I was a hot topic mall rat when it came well, out. I was gonna so say yeah, you're, gonna you, like you're it, also that's where you're too cool for anything, even remotely kitty. Right. But yeah, it's goofy and it's the hottest Christine Baranski's ever been in her life. So yeah, there's <laughs> things to like about that movie. Damn it. She is the hottest she's ever been, you can't deny that. That's not the point. Just because you're, just because you're factually right doesn't make you right. God <laughs> damn. Mean, just because you are right doesn't mean you should say it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like I said. I obviously the '80s movies I've named already this episode. I'm also a sucker for the old ones. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Um, yeah, classic. And uh, you know what? Like, unfortunately, because also, fucking fucking goddamn you in your fucking six pack video today. Thrown in the goddamn, of course, I heard it's a fucking Christmas movie. I was like, God damn it, can I just escape this meme for fucking once? I've heard every goddamn here since 2012. Oh, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? I don't fucking care. I don't even fucking care anymore. Shut the fuck up. Well, but then you did redeem with the goddamn joke. So I was like, yeah. all right. So here's the question Did you consider it a, do you consider it a Christmas movie? 
I did it before, but yeah, I guess it is because it happens during Christmas. So it happens during Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Super Mario 2 is called Super Mario 2, even calls Doki Doki Panic. It's a Mario game. So yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Whatever. I don't even care that much. <laughs> For someone who doesn't care, you sure are getting fired up, Jim. Because I'm the internet guy and I have to see it every fucking year. This is true. This For is three true. months. It's not just one month. It's like before Halloween. It's, it's almost Die Hard Christmas season. And then I just want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> Well, here's what's funny is Monica and I got into an argument about, I said Gremlins is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. Way more. Way more. And she caught it. I was like, the whole town is set up. It's actually snowing. It's outside. They're decorating. Like, it's the day of Christmas. Like, or, you know, even though I know that is, I was like, to, to me, it's an open and shut case. But no, um... You know what, one movie, I know you're probably not as big a fan of the movie, but uh, Krampus would be an interesting video game. That would be an interesting video game, either as surviving against a monster or Ooh, as being the monster. Dude, either way. That would be a perfect asymmetrical. I was about to say, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, let's make a valve. Give it a Krampus fucking, yeah. uh, what do you call it, coat of paint. Dude, could you imagine? So, um, you, I know you didn't play the Resident Evil 3 remake, but in, in the multiplayer Resistance... You're the mastermind, so you... Yeah, I saw when you did your video on that and all that. Yeah, so you basically do that as Krampus, and you can call in, like, the little things, like, throughout the map. So basically do, like, the Friday the 13th game, just have your special abilities being, like, calling in the gingerbread men and this and that, because I know you love that scene with the fireplace. (laughs) Still, best moment ever in a movie. Completely, for those of you who have never seen Krampus, if you have seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. Family sitting around a fireplace. The Krampus lowers a little gingerbread man down the uh, the chimney. And, of course, the fat kid wakes up and, like, starts walking towards it. And, he can't help himself. And, and I'm telling you right now. it's And, of course, wait, 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 wait. someone looks over no, at someone no, no. else as we're you, in the movie theater. You look at me. Because, because no, fuck you. No, no, you no, set no. the precedent. Nope. Goddamn zombie land with the fat guy. But you set the precedent. <laughs> this is the difference. Whether forget. audacities are going off the charts right now. <laughs> I don't fucking care. For, you fixed this sound, motherfucker. Forget you started this. Forget what happened in the past. In that moment, it's me, my wife, Jim, and his wife. And this scene comes up, and I'm like about to laugh, but Jim leans over and says, "Fuck you, motherfucker." Like, he's so mad. I was like, I didn't even say anything. You're like, I know you, you know were about you to. You know what you fucking did. <laughs> I don't even get a chance to laugh without you yelling at me. That's goddamn right. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would actually be a fun game, too. Man, we really should put a goddamn counter on these episodes. Fuck, I do it a lot. Well, Jim, your anger meter has been pretty high this... I mean, you dropped a lot of F-bombs during the Cyberpunk rant, and, uh, yeah, you, uh, your your, your anger meter is, is high. If it was like Just a sick of the baby meter, dick nerds, Bri. What can I do? <laughs> you're a man of the people, Jim. I am a man of the fucking people. All right. So, I'm actually keeping with this tone of anger because this this was inspired by you. I noticed when we were playing the golf game, you might have gotten yelled at. And you, you're you interesting because I've joked, but I've said since I've met you, you have progressively gotten more and more angry. Where I would argue that I've gotten – I'm not even – I'm not more angry. I ha- My outbursts during games have calmed down significantly. 
Like, I used to be super loud when I would scream during my Call of Duty rants or whatever. Jim has increasingly got more angry. And one thing I thought of <clears throat> while playing whatever multiplayer game, I was getting so pissed off. And what is your physical, like, what does it actually do to you when you are in a game and you lose or you do get angry? Is it just a very quick, as soon as you burst, it's gone? Or does it sit with you a little while? Like, what happens to you when you get pissed off from a video game? Oh, no. I w it's with anything in life when I get really pissed off in the moment. Like, like the things that, like, linger with me, like, they don't piss me off as bad at first. Like, just, like, they start, I'm just like, ah, that's a thing. And then over time, I just think about it, and it stews, and it just goes more and more and more. <laughs> but, like, video games and stuff like that, or, like, dumb work shit or anything like that, like, that's the instantaneous moment stuff, and I was a breaker as a fucking kid. Like, my parents installing tile floor in the basement, worst thing they could have ever did. And that's why I grew up with third-party controllers, because I broke fucking Sega controllers left and right. I'm the type that, like, I just have to throw something. So, I'm gonna fucking... And I actually, I kind this is a Napoleon trade, because I've, I've years ago, I was in the car with my brother. And he was, and you know, I was still a teen. He was probably in his early to mid twenties, and he got off the phone with his girlfriend, now wife at the time, and he threw his phone at the dashboard and it exploded in a thousand pieces. And I was just like, "Wow, what a psycho! I'll never be like that. I'm way more chill, man." There's a genetic default in the Napoleon brain, where we hit a certain point, the anger monkeys just go off the fucking rails. Because I'm a, like, I was a thrower as a kid, and I had to actually stop myself sometimes from throwing shit now. Like, sometimes there's nothing I would like more than to just grab my keyboard in the moment and just bash it on the table. And then just sit back and go back to normal. <laughs> and I have to stop myself from these things. Because things are expensive. Or, you know, like, I've had times where I've, you know, had a phone call that went south, and I just get my phone, and I just fucking chuck it against the wall and shit like that. So, I'm very much an anger-in-the-moment kind of guy. I explode, and then I eventually just get over it within 10 minutes. Okay, so it's like a 10... So, okay. Oh, here's another example. What do you call it? Like, fucking... This past week in fantasy, I just lost in fantasy playoffs in our league. And I saw that I left 20 points on the bench, and Aaron Rodgers decided to take the second half off this week, and I needed him to fucking come through <laughs> for me, and he fucking didn't. So I'm in the car, and I had just seen this. But then my kid's in the back screaming to watch PJ Masks on my phone, so I gave her the phone to watch the TV, and I'm just sitting there stewing in the front seat, wanting so bad to do nothing more than to punch the steering wheel for 10 minutes just to get it out of me. But my kid's in the back seat, so I had to contain myself. So, yeah, I'm very much an explosion, and then after 10 minutes, I'm just like, all right, whatever. But, like, so when you're playing a game, like when we play Call of Duty or any game, that, for that matter. That's, I mean, that's why I yell as much as I do. No, no, I know, I know. I, and obviously, I'm a yeller too, but here's the deal. Like, if you get into a bad game, and this is going to get into which is worse, a topic I came up with, kind of all based on the same idea. Um, if you have, like, a really bad game, whether it be someone cheating, whether it be some bad teammates, whatever the case, or you're just... Or, like, a game that you lose in, like, the last two seconds after winning yeah. for most of it. Like, does it actually make you want to stop playing that game? So, like, if you were playing me and... Okay, let's say we're. I'm never. No, no, I know. I know what you're talking about because you motherfucker, you did this to me the worst with Hero Escape, but 
to get back to the point, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. And no, I don't ever want to like just quit it in general. No, like, not, not, like, not for you, good, I'll, but I'm saying in that moment, like say for the night. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm kind of like you where like I'm very angry in the moment, but I'm just like, all right, I have to wash that taste out of my mouth. So yeah. I have to go back and play again. And I'm also like you where we've both done it where we're just like, all right, I'm done for the night. Like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. We're like, we've had enough bullshit games in a row that we just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Because there so is now, like, that one, point. One, yeah. one, one game won't do it. But, like, if it's, like, a night where it's obvious it's not working out, then I'll be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the same idea. I feel like people who gamble too much. Like, you have to know when you're just on a losing streak and you just got to call quits. And... Yeah, you and I are similar. We both definitely have the blow-up style. Um, mm-hmm. And in the moment, dude, my rage. Dude, yeah, my rage. You talk about breaking things. I mean, obviously, fucking. Oh, yeah. You used to be way worse. Oh, dude. What did I, how many things have I broken down Irish Weekend when I broke the parking meter and others? Like, I, I mean, yeah, the amount of things I've punched and broke. I don't even think you were mad at the parking meter. I think you were just drunk and you went, I'm going to break this. But that could have been possible, too. Um but, no, it's one of those things, like, I will – see, now I'm at the point, though, because I have, like, more limited time with games, especially if I it is a Call of Duty or multiplayer, and I'm, like, a shitty team or whatever, and it's bullshit, that yeah. will, like, get me to the point where I'm, like, I'm not going to be willing to f- do my explosion. I'm just going to stop playing. Like, I, I'll just be like, you know what? I'm done now before I get there because I can feel myself bubbling, and I'm like, you know what? Let me not explode. Let me just say, fuck it. I'm going to walk away from it right now. But, like, I walk away, and I've literally sometimes... And you're still mad. <laughs> I've gone upstairs, and I'm like, hmm. I'm stewing because I'm like, if that motherfucker... Would... Like, I'm thinking about the things in the game, and, and Monica will know. She'll be like, something with your game? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why do you care that much? I'm like, it's the same reason why you'll cry at a stupid show. Like, don't yep. give a shit about... Like, you know, I, I love that argument. It's Shut like, up, it's, woman! It's not the time! It's just a game. Yeah, well, have you ever gotten an argument over Monopoly? That's just a game, too, but everyone has. Like, we have all been there. Did your, did your favorite get kicked off the Bachelor? Are you crying right now? <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just very curious because, like I said, um, I didn't know how much it actually affected you after the fact. Yeah, I'm not a long-term guy with dumb shit like that, but I'm like, I see right in the moment, and then it, it'll pass. I appreciate it. So, yeah, I'm very curious. Everyone in the comments below, let us know. How do you deal with when you're super angry at a game? Do you walk away? Do you yell through it? Do you just let it boil? What do you guys do in the moment? Oh, I mean, like, for the meme that, like, fucking boogie as Francis is, like, I've been Francis (laughs) many times. So... Oh, dude, like I said, I, I can't... There's nothing I can say about your breaking stuff because however much you've broken, I've probably, unfortunately, broken more. And I, you have. And I can that, guarantee you have. And I can't even argue that it's a Quinn trait because it's not like my brother or my dad were like that. I that, right. That's uniquely me. So, unfortunately, that is what it is. And my son is quickly developing that. Yeah, you're, 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 you should have named your kid Karma. That's what you should have called him. <laughs> so, um, you know I'm right. Oh, I, I, I see it. That's why I don't get as mad at him as I do because I'm like, that's me. That's my fault right there. See, I'm not afraid to be a hypocrite. You're like, don't be a hypocrite. This is why it's happening. I know what's going on. No, here. I know what's going on. I'm just like, <laughs> yep, I know what's happening. I accept my fate. Um, so Jim, I don't know if this is gonna make you happy, make you sad. 
Did I don't know because I because I did not ruin it for myself or try to spoil it. I like to keep this fresh. Okay. So, so moving on to game music. One so, of our favorites. Yeah, one of, like I, I like I said, I always love this, and now it's more entertaining because I do the research for most of this, and I, I'll send it. I want to hear Jim's take. Now, Jim, I've said this for a couple of the past games. This one, there is no shot you will not understand what game this is supposed to be or what track it's supposed to be. Well, no pressure. And, and and the others, like, I didn't understand. Like, let's put it this way. I, I knowing you and you and I playing this game together, I know you have an intimate relationship with this game. So there's okay. no excuse. Okay. So <clears throat> I want. Fuck. I'm going to choke. So Jim is going to listen to it now. While he's listening to it, the link is below. It's um, The Good Life by Inner City. So, Jim, tell me when you're about to hit play. Hitting play now. Go ahead. And there's an ad. Of course. Do, 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 do. Two, one. Hitting skip ad now. Oh, if he hasn't gotten it already, that's... I mean, it sounds like it's right out of Streets of Rage. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's right out of, what do you call it, like, Go Straight, like, the first track. There you go. It's Streets yeah. of Rage 2, Go Straight. It is arguably completely identical, and it's funny because <clears throat> when doing research and I found this... No, I mean, I was, I was listening for so long because I was like, it, I mean, like, I know what it is, but maybe there's a trick here, but I was like, all right, it's got to be this. <laughs> so if you look at the link below, the third comment down, and I love, I love her... Uh, Someone wrote, I'm about to break out Sega Genesis and play Streets of Rage. Like, Goddamn right. Like, this is one of those situations. Now, I've asked you this before. Obviously, we've jacked off Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack. Knowing that, like, what a year? Song, I got to look up what year this song No, no, no. I, I already confirmed it. This was in, like, the 80s. Ah, shit. Yeah, so it definitely. Yuzo Koshiro, you hack. What the fuck? But here's the deal. I, it doesn't change the fact that that's. Uh, great track and who knows many of the other tracks could have been inspired by whatever number one do you think there's any argument that's inspired by this i mean if he ever heard this song before then there's a definite inspiration there it's pretty close i mean that I opening mean, you hear it side by side don't yeah i mean like he basically he did the vanilla ice almost if he was inspired by it because this song goes where Streets of Rage goes Yeah. So So he added a little yeah at the end. But he just went up an octave instead of down an octave. That's all he did. So if he had heard this song before, and he's a music guy, so for all I know, he could have. First time I've ever heard this song. So this goddamn This is a running list so I have a whole list of songs and when this one popped up I said, Who I got to show Jim this because, <laughs> uh, like I said, it doesn't affect my thoughts of the game, but it is interesting now. Like the more I've delved into this, I found some really popular games that we'll hit on. Does it at all affect your thoughts of that song now? Like if you no. do know it is inspired almost directly by this. No, no. Okay. No, I don't care. And I mean, like it, that's really just like the opening couple chords of it. So, like, it, it devolves into it. It breaks down to a lot more. So I haven't heard more of the song for all. I know they copied more parts of it, but, yeah. It, it, it does get a... It's not a 100% match, but as the song goes on, it's funny. Well, I, I never you know, knew it, the song. 
it's too nostalgic, so I'm never going to not love it anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jam, I'm just slowly t- t- chipping apart. John Hood's alive! <laughs> Fuck! Nothing is sacred! All of a sudden, every episode is about Street Rage 2 music. <laughs> every episode is me crying harder and harder. You're like, no! <laughs> Yuzo, what did you do? They're going to have to re-release the games and put in a bad soundtrack like they did with Resident Evil because you ripped off the music. Jim, what if I was like, hey, Jim, Breaking Benjamin was inspired by Street Rage 2 with this song. Would you like that song more? No. <laughs> no Jim. Breaking Benjamin. You're just Ooh, hating. Hey, brain. Jim, you just hate on it because of me and Matt. <laughs> and I actually don't know who you hate on it more because of me or Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna dance Fuck again. It. Oh, that's a good. That's, don't don't you dare be. No, I love that song too, but I know you heard it so much that you got tired of it. No, I never got tired of Carol's Whisper. There was no getting tired. Yeah, of Yeah, but song. that version because it was Seether, and I know you hate them. I'm not a fan of Seether, but good song's a good song. Good cover's a good cover. What can I say? Hey, no, no, fuck you, fuck you for that because you know when we saw them at the MMRBQ, I was pissed off because they didn't play it. That was the only song from them I wanted to hear, and they didn't goddamn play that. Jim, I also know you're a, a Nickelback fan because of Animals. I know what you Animals do. is a good song. Animals is a good track. What can I say? Listen, I'm not fighting you on it. I'm just saying. Don't act like you're too cool for school. <laughs> Look, bro, you can't you can't be the soundtrack of Monday Night Raw for like a decade if you're not fucking, you know, <laughs> you don't have it going on there, right? Ooh, actually, you just inspired me. What is your oh, favorite God. Monday Night Raw theme? Oh, Eric in my eye. Well, not Eric. That's fucking... That's uh, Eric my eye's goddamn... Uh, shit, the fucking two stoners. Cheech and Chong. But um, no. Uh, Throw in your eye. Like, like the original Raw song. That when they became like Raw's War. Okay, so you didn't like the... Oh, fuck. How's it go? Let's get it on. Move no, to no, the, the On my generation. Like, that's fine. That, that was a good song. But like, no, it doesn't compare to that like original... Because, oh, fuck, do I, I have that album down here. Because the two original Raw, Raw's War theme songs were all the first two tracks on the first WWF uh, Full Metal of the Album. And they're both awesome I do have, tracks. Yeah, I have those. So, wait, what was, I know the Raw. But Thorn in Your Eye. Thor, <clears throat> Thorn in Your Eye is the best Raw song they ever had. So, that one, I think of it, okay, so that's the one from the game. Um, the one you love, right? The Genesis. No, it's not game. from the game. That's no, from like, no, no, the actual. No, no, no. What I'm it? saying the one in the Genesis game is the one. You're oh no, that about. one's a good one too. That original Monday Night Raw song. Yeah, yeah. So that's a classic. Maybe I'm not remembering it. So Thorn Your Eye was that during the Attitude Era? That was the very beginning of the Attitude Era. Here, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm fucking looking it up. Hold on, I can look it up. Because I had meant to ask you this before. Um, because the one I just sung, the, what the hell was the one I was singing? What is it called? Yours, uh, my generation or something like that. Like yours was like the, uh, it was at the end like, of the attitude, the start of the next era of ruthless aggression. Yeah. Yes. It was like the Oh one Oh two raw theme. Yeah. I'm listening to thorn your eye now. All right. Oh, maybe I don't have the right one. Hold on, WWF Raw theme, Slam Jam, Thorny, right? Oh, it's very heavy metal. Did you like it with the uh, lyrics? Do I ever care about lyrics? But yeah, no, I did like it with the lyrics. 
No, it had the lyrics in the raw theme. Here, let me look it, up the uh, original. <clears throat> I know what you're talking about now. Okay. I actually, wow, I kind of forgot about it, even though, obviously, it's my favorite era. Okay. So that was your I favorite. I mean, all to, or you know what? Maybe all together now I'm thinking of more. You'll probably recognize that one more, too. Like, Thorn in Your Eye and All Together Now, they're all, like, one in one. Okay. Look up All Together Now. You might recognize that more. Gotcha. Nice. No, I was very, very curious. And is it even comparable to say that the Raw themes were always so much better than SmackDown? Oh, yeah. Even though the SmackDown, that one annoying that... Oh, God, yeah. I don't even know what the fuck that was, but... that Yeah, like that original SmackDown theme, whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. So we just completely detoured into wrestling as we do. <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm sorry for you guys out there. Go straight Streets Rage 2. Definitely inspired by a song. The link is below. Um, but we're going to move right on. And we just touched on some of it, but I want to elaborate with Jim. Instead of which is better, this is just a quick spin. Which is worse? What's worse? And it's obviously on multiplayer games. Um, really bad teammates that are not doing objectives like Jim most of the time. Or when you're you when piece of shit. Or when you're playing someone who's I'm using the term cheating loosely, when they're definitely using exploits that like just are super unfair, shitty, or or they are going full out cheating, like going under the map or stuff like that. Which is worse for you in a multiplayer game? Cheating and exploits, because sometimes you can overcome bad teammates. For the most part, you almost can overcome glitches if, like, it's too blatant enough. Okay. See, I find that I get way more angry when I have shitty you teammates. Get, you get more angry at bad teammates. Yeah, because, like, when you see someone's cheating, you almost go, like, depending on the cheat. Now, yeah, if it's, like, a I'm under the map and fucking you up, then that's the point where you're just like, okay. There's nothing I can do. But if it's someone using a shitty, like, Call of Duty always had the issue with the head glitch. Like, things like that. and shit, yeah. Like, where you kind of can overcome it and you might still win the game, but it just is like, okay, now I need to avoid that whole area because of that asshole. Whereas bad teammates, like, I will so much quicker leave a game because if you're doing, like, an objective-based game where you have to rely – any game that relies on, like – you must have your teammates working with you, and they just are those assholes that aren't doing it or whatever. What's that new version in uh, Black Ops Cold War where, like, it's almost like Warzone, but it's not Warzone. It's got the objectives with fueling up the bombs and shit. Dirty Bomb. Dirty Bomb, yeah. Like, if you're in a Dirty Bomb game and, like, people are just going for kills and not trying for it. It's but it's almost strategic, too, because you need people picking off people to keep them from picking you off. There's a fine line between... <clears throat> Like, in a normal domination mode, you have enough people where it's like, okay, you might have two or three that are only going for kills, and it does kind of help you. And then you can have enough others going for objectives. But <clears throat> how many games have we been in where everyone's back at the original objective, hiding back there, nobody's going to the middle objective, and we just keep moving forward, dying, dying, dying. And, and they get you to a point where you're like, I've died 30 times, fuck this game, and I still lose. Like, that <clears throat> that ruins the game for me more, because, like, the cheat is almost like, do I, I think someone is a piece of shit for doing it, for sure, 
Right. But I almost can't blame them. Like, if there's a glitch that you found that you can get outside the map, the v- developer needs to patch that shit. And you're exploiting something I don't like. But, you know, that's almost like stupid, goofy, whatever. But you're just a double piece of shit when you're a teammate that's not helping out their team. Like, so that... That's a good point, too. That's what I'm, I'm trying saying. To, I'm trying I don't to think know. of, like, what I've overcome <clears throat> more, and it's probably a 50-50 split for the most part, so... Yeah, you can really go either way. I just think, in general, like, I yeah, I think, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough, tough because, one. okay, if you're in a single multiplayer game, obviously the teammate thing is non-existent. It's it's cheating. But in a multiplayer game... <clears throat> I, I, I think cheating affects more stuff in general. So I think cheating in general is worse, but... If you're in a mission-based thing and you have a bad teammate, nothing will make you more mad than a bad teammate. Yeah, and, and you know, <clears throat> I'll keep so using... you're almost arguing what's will piss you off more in the moment or what's worse in general. Because I always look at all the cheating the shit is generally it's a bug or somewhat or like, and I don't know if you remember a lot of the earlier Call of Duty's like Modern Warfare Two. Those 1887 shotguns were fucking like akimboed, were almost unstoppable. Oh, yeah. Until yeah. they nerfed them, and then they were manageable. But those would, like, kill you so quick. Like, you had no chance if you turned a corner and somebody had that. Then the developers realized, like, ah, shit, we got to do something about that. Same with the noob tubes, like, at the beginning of the game. Do you remember how often you'd get noob tubed? And then oh, somebody yeah. would get a nuke, and you're like, that's cheating. It wasn't really cheating. They were just taking advantage of exploits. They were taking advantage of a bad version, yeah. Yeah. I those <laughs> taking advantage of a bad version though to me yeah uh, the only yeah, reason I, that, why that would, makes me less that makes me less mad than a bad teammate I'll give you that there and I'll even say those aren't as bad because as shitty as those are if you wanted to do it you could make you could have the option to do that same shit right whereas right. you don't like you and I we don't have the option to be a complete piece of shit teammate because you know we're gonna lose and we care too much about winning. Yeah, me and you care way more about winning than, like, stats. Yeah, than we actually should, probably. But that's True. the problem, is, like, that's why I'm saying, like, and, I'm, and it's out it's out there for all you guys listening. I'm very curious. What really bums you out? And I'm going to really preface it. It's got to be team-based games, because if you talk to me about fighters or anything else, obviously cheating is always the worst. So in team-based multiplayer games, what's worse? A bad team or... Someone using exploits or some kind of cheat. Let us know. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. So let us know below what you guys think. Yeah, because yeah, like at first I was like, oh, obviously cheats are worse. But now you go into it more. It's like, I don't know. It does piss me off more the other way. You know, no. And there's no cure for bad teammates. Sometimes it's it's the luck of the draw. Yeah, there is no cure for that except (laughs) AIDS. Damn it, Jim. Oops. What? All right, so for our final topic, reoccurring, we got overrated, underrated, and we've touched on it a lot. It was inspired Ooh. by Cyberpunk. <clears throat> Game reviewers and journalists. And I'm not talking about the Geminis who give our drunken opinions on 20-year-old games. I'm talking about people. Trustworthy. I'm talking about people who are these top-tier IGNs, GameSpot, who are you're getting paid to review new games, give legitimate criticisms on them or whatnot, um, or people that are in the know of gaming magazines and give these published opinion pieces. 
we saw with cyberpunk um the full gamut the people completely jerking it off and then people who were just like i don't want to say completely honest but there were some questionable ones because there was a big uh video by the quartering because he got in trouble because uh Ah, the fucking quartering i I don't know anything about the guy. I just – it came across my stream, I guess, probably because of you. Um, probably. Because our buddy Vito, who was on the podcast, was actually talking about him. And essentially what it seemed like is some uh, – um, a girl who was a game reviewer for games, game spot. Or, she was a review for somewhere, and Quartering made a video bashing her review, basically. Yeah. And, and then he got a whole ton of shit and a bunch oh, of strikes for it and stuff like that. Yeah, he basically almost but, got. But Quartering's also banned. a firebrand. Like he yeah. uploads six times a day, and like he he he's a provocateur on purpose. It's how he gets his you know he get, it's how he hit his million subscribers. Like so, I'm not even worried about him because I've said I don't like drama channels, which is he's a glorified dra- drama channel to me. There's nothing in a way, yeah. Um, but the person he was talking about, this girl who did a review. I ended up watching it, and I noticed she it openly admitted to, like, she's like, I didn't do any of the crafting. I didn't do any side missions. I didn't do any of the Like, she basically admitted, like, in an RPG, she didn't do anything other than try and focus on the main story. And it's kind of like, who plays an RPG like that? So that was most people's problem. I know, Jim, you. Me. I, <laughs> but at the same time, Jim, when you've gotten into Fallout, you know you go balls deep. No, I mean, that's why I don't touch them anymore, because, like, <clears> I'll put 80 hours into them. But but that's what makes those fun. Like if you right. did just do the main story, of course they're not fun. Like you do eight hours and you're like, well, that's kind of weird. Um, so I thought about that and I'm like, is it overrated that we put so much trust into a score, into what's published? And this goes back to Nintendo Power when like you didn't have the option to play every game, and most people in today's world don't have the option to keep playing every game so you try to find a source that you think is reliable and you're putting all your eggs in a basket if you will and like oh do they think cyberpunk is worth me getting um do you think that's kind of overrated underrated in general because we know gaming is so subjective and i know that's very open-ended but i'm trying to focus it in the sense of Am I calling it over? No, no, I, I, yeah. I know what you're getting at here. No, I definitely know what you're getting at. And it's really tough because here's my problem. Gaming gaming journalists are like a necessary evil in a way in this day and age. Like, I think there is a market and a definite need that you need to have for legitimate, like almost quote unquote experts in their field to talk about games as they come out and to review them. But the problem, and I think it's very apparent in this day and age also, is that a lot of game journalists are just, like, failed writers in other fields who just, like, got a job at a gaming magazine as, like, a stepping stone. Mm. So, like, it's almost, like, I'm not going to say, like, the, the reviewers aren't, like, you know, the reviewers aren't gamers and shit like that. But a lot of them kind of don't come off as it. Or, like, there'll be those infamous videos of, like, the guy who criticized... Can you hear me right now? You don't even have your headphones. No, on. I can hear you. You're talking okay. loud enough. I, I always do. But <laughs> there is the uh, there is like the guy who reviewed Cuphead who said it was too hard, but he couldn't like double jump over that hurdle in the tutorial. Or the guy from Polygon talking about I think it was the first uh, remake of Doom, who like just had like 
dog shit gameplay. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 tough, man. And like you don't want to fall into that like you know the gamergate trap of shit like that. But there still is kind of a point where it's like the people who are hired by these outlets. Perfect example that we talked about before was the PS5 review. Where the guy was talking about the console and then went off on a diatribe for, you know, his personal feelings about society in general. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's, it's too much in this day and age where they want to make... The, here. Okay, here's how I'm going to sum it up. Reviewers overrate themselves and they... Okay, here, here's where it's weird too because I'm the online guy. So, <laughs> reviewers <clears throat> overrate themselves. The internet underrates the need for, like, established reviewers. And the normies in the middle are the ones who are the, the majority. They just go to the, the sites they know, like the IGNs and Kotakas of Polygons. Mm-hmm. And they'll just look at their stuff and go, okay. So, there's a place for them. And being the online guy, I see so many of them, like, fall into these traps where they suck their own dick way too much. And they do something cringy. And then they go on private for a week. And then they come back when no one cares anymore. So I think there's a real problem with overexposure with the internet where it's not like the old days where someone could just put out an article talking about a game. And if you don't like it, you know, whatever, you get some angry mail, angry, you know, snail mail. No one cares. You can just ignore that. Everything's instantaneous these days. So the game's changed. So you have to walk a really fine line with this kind of bullcrap. Man, this is fucking tough. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 if I if I did pick one, I will I will still say overrated, because I still think too many of them will jerk themselves off for what they write too much, and too many people in the field will just blanket defend anyone in the field with them. So I don't think there's like for the like there's the accountability of being fired by your publisher, but too many publishers will try to have their good boy points. And say that we're fighting against like 4chan and shit like that. And mm-hmm. they'll put out a blanket statement. So I think it's too intertwined with them protecting them. Like, look at the game awards. <laughs> not not to say that The Last of Us Two maybe didn't deserve all the awards it got, but it probably didn't deserve all the awards it got. Mm-hmm. But I think, like I said last episode, I think it's them saying that we won the battle against the trolls. So I think they're too focused on doing that instead of just giving, you know, just talking about games. Like there's a, there's a time and a place to put the other stuff in there. And like, it doesn't have, like you could do it every once in a while with reviews. Don't do it every review. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing to be said that anytime it's done, people will freak out. So it's a, it's a fine line, but I still just think in general, the industry jerks itself off too much from top to bottom that they overrate themselves. And I think that there is enough that you can point out to it that you can just go, why are you going down this rabbit hole? Like, just give us what we need and don't throw in the extra shit and then no one will care. Like, like it's almost like, it's almost like, fuck, I mean, this is probably a terrible comparison. <laughs> no one should stand a president. Like, they work for us. No one should stand a reviewer or an outlet because they're supposed to be working for us to tell us what's good. Mm, yeah. You no. shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't like jerk off to their message over the quality of what should actually be going on. I agree, and I think one of the things you said, I, I'm going overrated as well. And the problem is, at this day and age, call it GamerGate, call everything has happened. The problem is right now, game journalism, game reviewing, 
there's no standard of prof professionalism. As you said, for some of these people, they could have just been failed writers at more, we'll call them serious publication. And there's a reason why other media sources still look at gaming as a kind of a joke. And like, right. if you are, if you're like, hey, I'm a game journalist, people will be like, the fuck does that mean? Like, it doesn't have any prestige, and it's for a reason because it's not being held to a professional standard. Um, and, and like, the problem too is like, even like the like even the quote unquote best journalists out there in the gaming field. Like, if you ask me, who are the two best gaming journalists? I would say Slasher and uh, what the fuck is his goddamn name? Uh, shit, hold on. I, I gotta look him up. He he blocked me on Twitter for trolling him. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no, while you're looking that up, the point is like, okay, I've said very often Jason Shriver, Jason Shriver. Okay, and so like, one of the most subjective things to me of any art source is, is music because you only have auditory, like, you, there's nothing else, right? Um, but I think most of us, whether you fully agree or not, you trust Rolling Stone. Like when they talk about, and before you give that shit face, that that, that shit face I just gave, yeah, yeah. It, is that of other like sources, you know you're gonna get some bullshit in there, but in general, like you're not gonna see it and go, wow, that is completely off from everyone else. Whereas it's also, it's also the problem of being the biggest name in the game where you have to appeal to just like the most blanket kind of, of course, because yeah. that's, that's a, a fine line to walk. That's how you become the biggest name in the game. Yeah. And there, and, there, and here's the thing, most people and you, especially of all people, I think you take extra pride in like being, you want to be, what's the word? I'm not, I'm not saying indie. But like you want to be no, unique, no, I, you want to be I, unique. Like I, like your favorite WWE stars are like Goldust and Barry Horowitz. And I know you like I, I I always like the weird. Like I'm not trying to be unique, but just the weird always appealed to me. Exactly. Like that's why I'm glad I have a CDI. Like it's it's nothing nothing else cares about. Or like my random like yeah, I like the deep cuts. Like I'm a which, weirdo. Which yeah. that's not even a weird thing. That but but the thing is like there is a. If you're ever going to try to measure something subjective, the only way you do it is by getting a popular opinion. And people hate hearing that because, right. yeah, like the the gym deep cut opinion is not going to be the popular one. And that's not a bad thing or good thing. That's just the nature of the game. It's not exact math or science. You can't just equate it. So if you try to make a top 10 list of anything, you can't help but go for what do the people like? And you can make arguments, oh, people are influenced by media. But with video gaming, the problem is these writers seem to come off as they're trying, some of them put too hard their own unique brand versus like, is this really a good game? Like, does every fucking game from IGN and GameSpot deserve a 9 out of 10, a 10 out right. of 10? We, people have given us a lot of shit for the way we rate games because we've maybe had two or three games go above a nine when we weigh out all of our shit. And it's because we're not in our personal opinions. We've given nines and tens to many games, but when you weigh in all the stuff, it's like trying to give a more trying our best way to be more objective in a subjective media. And with, with journalists and, and these reviewers, I feel like that's thrown out the window. They're like, what does everyone want to hear? Oh, Last of Us Two. Oh, yeah. it's brave. It's it's inspiring. So here, it's here, a ten. Here, here's here's the thing. Here's my here's my sum up. 
the problem with game journalism these days is the problem with like stand-up comedy these days. Like comics these days aren't trying to be funny; they're trying to get applause. Pander. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, I get. Yeah, it's pandering. It's trying to be like, oh, like everyone wants to be George Carlin, but the difference is George Carlin was very progressive and he had his message, but he was also funny when he did it. <laughs> Whereas a lot of these journalists are trying to do the same thing, but they're also not doing a good job of reviewing what they're trying to do at the same time. Yeah. And when I mentioned Slasher and Jason Schreier, even though they can go off the rails and be extreme cringe a lot of the time, I still respect them because they will actually go deep into their respective fields and break the stories that the developers don't like. Yeah. Like Twitch is very mad at Slasher right now for, what do you call it, like bringing out the fact that they're like, outright banning small creators for saying simp incel shit like that because twitch is protecting their pay pigs i saw that right so like even though you know slasher can do the occasional cringy going into britney venti's dms and trying to like you know get her to help him get with another girl which is very easy to dunk on him for or but his, is that you know, easy to dunk on and we'll touch on that in a second but we, that, we can yeah. i mean trying to trying to ask for help from someone to get with someone else or whatever yeah, yeah. like you know use your outlets that you have but it's also like don't like be a moral majority. He got into a thing because he's been the moral, you know, authority on like you know how to treat people when he's done the same shit, that kind of deal. Mm. So he fell into that trap a little bit. But like I still respect him as a journalist, and even though Jason Scryer takes himself way too seriously, and like he has no sense of humor about anything, he's also the guy that exposes all the crunch and all the mismanagement with all these different companies and shit like that. Mm. So like like he, yeah, he blocked me. Whatever, I'm an asshole online. But, like, he's he does his job very well that a lot of people won't do. But he's got the respect of his peers enough that, like, he doesn't get fired from his publications because he's got the respect. Like, he's got the cred. Yeah. So, like, there's very few people like that out there, I guess is the thing, where, like, the rest of them are just trying to have their little good boy points while, like, occasionally talking about what they're supposed to talk about. I mean, it's funny that I have to say this, but to me, if you're going to be a game journalist or game reviewer, at the minimum... You gotta fully experience an entire game. And that's not to say, listen, if you get into a game and you wanna say, hey, like the people you mentioned, like, oh, Cuphead's too hard. I beat Cuphead. I'm not a fucking game expert. It was tough. I live streamed it. it. It took me many tries, but I was able to get through it. And if you're telling me somebody who does this as a profession can't get over the friggin' tutorial, I got a problem with that. Like, that's where I'm like, okay, like, same with the Doom guy. Like, you got to be able to put in the time and the legit, like, this is your job. That'd be like if you went to your boss and you're like, oh, man, this this one's really tough. I just, I can't do it. Like, what what the fuck do you mean you can't do it? Like, just do your job. Like, let me know what the issue is. So, I feel like the people who are major publications – that are respected or whatever you want to call it, you should have a higher standard for who you're hiring. And part of that is maybe it is you got to be a good gamer. Like you got to be able to get far enough in every game you review to be able to talk fluently and expressively and get the point out of what are the actual issues with the game. Because at the end of the day, that's what's important. That's a good point you just brought up because – when we talked about that PS5 review, where the guy got all the shit for his little, you know, social commentary at the end kind of deal, the publisher of what was it? Was it Kotaku? I think the guy I who runs Kotaku. Was, yeah. The guy who runs Kotaku like put out a blanket statement of like, you know, 
oh, I'm glad our journalists are brave enough to go against the trolls. Like, he obviously put, like, the inflammatory shit out there. Mm-hmm. And it was all, it, it was bait. Like, it was obvious bait, but it's still just like, you motherfucker. Like, you know what you were doing. Like, yeah, he was yeah. purposefully doing that. And but, like, if you do your job well, you shouldn't have to do that. That's exact. Like you said, George Carlton, you listen to his shit. Carlin. Carlton. You know what I mean. If you listen to his shit now, old white guy doing this from every single like year special he did for however many years, yeah, a lot of that shit people would get in massive trouble for if they tried to do today. But at the like you were saying, he was making valid points and being funny while he was doing it, and he never needed to apologize or never was willing to apologize because that's not the point. Like if you're a game reviewer, if you do have a point where. You're talking about Last of Us or any of these games. After you tell me the logistics of the game, if you want to tie in some really well-written political point of view, cool. I'll listen. But if you basically are like feeding me dog shit and giving me the overviews of how you created your character and then going into it, I'm not going to, like, all of a sudden, like, the whole publication to me is like, this is who you have. Now I can't trust any of your reviews because they're all just dog shit. So it's like, it would just be nice if there was a legit reform of who you're hiring. And, you know, that's a sick, a, you know. Yeah, yeah like, like like I said earlier, I think everyone having their own social media and everyone putting themselves out there, I think the overexposure will take the veneer off anyone. So yeah. that's, a, that's a problem. Like if you want to be, it's almost like if you want to be really respected for what you do, don't interact with people. I mean, gaming... Put your, put your shit out there and just see where it lies. Gaming journalism is the XFL compared to NFL and real journalism. Like, you, they don't take you serious for a reason. You keep doing these stupid fucking gimmicks. And there's going to be a point where no one trusts you, and your brand fizzles out, and you're like, you're never going to be a legit profession. Right, Kotaku's fake news! A lot of their shit is. <laughs> I mean... It's true. But it gets views, so it's like, what's fake? Because everyone clicks on it. Gotta get those clicks, gotta get the ad ref. So I want to hear, what do you guys think? Are gaming reviewers and journalists, are they overrated, underrated? And I think a lot of you that follow us, you probably know people in the industry that are good people. I'm talking about this as a whole, as a general, like, you know, what do you think? Like, what needs to happen? What needs to make them more legit? And what do you, in general, what are you feeling about it? So, the polygons, the IGNs, the game spots. What do you think they need? Yeah. So, Jim, uh, did you stick with your Mad Elf throughout the night? Or did no, you I switch? went to a Two Roads Holiday L once again as I closed out last week. Oh, okay. I very, think I've had that before. Yeah, it's very tasty. The uh, Bière de Noel. Very tasty holiday beer. It gives you that little hint of cherry and all the little spices. I'm keeping it quick because, my God, do I have to pee. <laughs> all right. So with that, everyone, we want to say thank you so much for sticking with us. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe below. We're available wherever podcasts are. So make sure give us five stars, even if you want to bash us in the comments. We'll and read them. No one's giving us these five-star bashes. Give us your five-star bashes. Give us a five-star bash. And until next time, guys, we want to say cheers and have a good night and have a Merry Christmas. And a happy holidays or whatever the fuck you do. Cheers, guys.